Well, it's good to see everybody here tonight and uh, starting to get back to normal a little bit and getting, getting a few more people here and uh, certainly a joy to be back in the services tonight. Uh, had a great trip. My uh, son and I uh, went down and spent a couple days with my mom, which was uh, very much needed, uh, I think both for her and for me, and I had an enjoyable time there. Then went up and uh, married my daughter off. That one was not as enjoyable. <laughs> but, uh, it was for her. She was very excited. But as a dad, it's hard to see your little girls go. <coughs> and um, but uh, had a good good wedding, and uh, so uh, enjoyed that. And uh, came back up here, got settled in. And uh, I told somebody the other day, it's, it's good to leave, and sometimes we need that break, sometimes or rest. Uh, but boy, it's good to be back. I'll tell you, uh, when you when you're away for a little while, it's you start yearning to get back home again. And uh, so it's certainly a joy to be back. My grandpa uh, used to say companies that like uh, like fish, after about three days they start to stink. He says, so, so you don't stay too long in any one place uh, when you're visiting on vacation. you got to get moving and get back where you go. And uh, so, But we had a good time and uh, enjoyed the time with our family. And I appreciate y'all's faithfulness and for uh, Brother Dan uh, filling in Sunday and uh, Brother Mike Tull uh, last Wednesday. And appreciate your faithfulness to be here, and uh, we praise the Lord for that. Let's bow our heads in prayer and ask for the Lord's blessing on the service tonight. Father, we're so thankful and grateful for the privilege you give us to meet here together tonight. <coughs> and Lord, during these days, uh, we are much more aware of the wonderful privilege that it is. And I pray that you help us never to take advantage or take, a grant, take it for granted that we have the liberty and freedom to meet together. And that we have the opportunity to come freely to preach your word, to hear it preached, to sing your songs, and to fellowship and worship together. And so, Father, we come to you tonight very grateful and thankful for that. We pray that you'll bless the service and all that we say and do here tonight, that we will glorify you, we'll lift you up, and I pray that you'll draw our hearts closer to you, that we will leave here loving you more than we did when we came in. And so, Father, we do pray that you'll bless all that we say and do here tonight with singing, the prayer time, the time of fellowship, and the time of preaching around your word. And bless all that we say and do in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Brother Keith. Page 270. 270. Haven of rest. My soul said, was out on life's sea, so burdened with sin and distress, till I heard a sweet voice saying, make me your choice, and I entered thy haven of rest. 
Let's join with me on page 272, but let's stand while we sing that if we could, please. That's too good of a song to sit down. If we are able and willing, please stand. 272. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. When darkness fills his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. His oath, his covenant, his blood, support me in the whelming flood. When all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. When he shall come with trumpet sound, oh, may I then in him be found, dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. God sure is good, isn't He? We uh, we have seen so many answers to prayer uh, in recent days and weeks, and uh, God does a great work. Uh, we're going to take a prayer request here in just a moment, but uh, Miss Kim, if you don't mind, would you share with us uh, about Miss Kathy and let the church know, or have you already told them? Do what? You want me to share it? Okay. I may get some of the details wrong, so help help me on if I'm mistaken. <clears throat> There's a, a lady. Where does she? What town does she live in again? It's I know it's about an hour and twenty minutes or so. Saint Charles. Up, yeah, up, pretty good ways away from here. Uh, but anyway, uh, her name is Kathy, and uh, a number of years ago. She was involved in a car accident that made her a paraplegic, and so she's pretty much bedfast. And um, she 
has struggled over the years. Um, her husband ended up leaving her uh, because of it, and she's struggled over the years with uh, a lot of depression and uh, anxiety and things like that and just difficulty. She's tried to talk to people, uh, pastors and, and church leaders up in their area, uh, over the years, and a lot of them would not come to see her. <clears throat> and so Miss Kim's sister, uh, is it Deneen? Deanna, okay. I couldn't remember how to, what her name was. Um, became her caretaker. And this was probably seven or eight months ago, I think, isn't it, now that I went up there? So she had, she had asked if, she'd asked Miss Kim if uh, somebody from here would come up and, and meet with Miss Kathy. So she said nobody, they'd called numbers of churches up there and nobody would come see her. So I said, well, sure, you know, if you're going to ask me to come see you, I'm going to come see you. So we went up there and had a great visit. I mean, just a great, great time. And um, spent about an hour and a half just sharing uh, salvation with her, just the subject of salvation, how to be saved. And uh, she just, she kept having uh, doubts and saying, well, I just don't know how God can do this, or I don't know what I need to do to be saved, and just really uh, answered a lot of her questions and just spent a lot of time with her. <clears throat> she didn't get saved that night, and I left there kind of disheartened a little bit with the fact that um, she didn't trust Christ as her Savior, but <clears throat> a good visit. She was encouraged by it, and you could tell she had a smile on her face when we left, uh, which was notable uh, for the time that we were there. And Miss Kim's sister had said that she really enjoyed that. She had asked for a Bible after I left, and I'd given her some things to read in the scriptures. And uh, but you know how it is. Sometimes you share the gospel, and they don't get saved, and then you're not you don't see them for a long period of time, and you wonder you know whatever happened there did. Did anything happen? Well, Miss Kim called me yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yesterday. And said that Miss Kathy trusted Christ as her Savior. And uh, here it's been almost eight months or so, I think, at least. And you never know. Um, I know we shared the seed, planted that seed with her and showed her we cared and that God loved her uh, and wanted to save her. And I know Miss Kim's sister has tried to encourage her uh, as she had been there uh, with her. But, you know, you plant a seed, and the Bible says, you know, some plant and some water. And then finally, yesterday or day before, God gave the increase. And so don't ever discount the time that you have to share the gospel with somebody, even if they don't trust Christ right then. I'm thankful His Word doesn't return void. And uh, you don't always hear the results of some of those. But I wonder when we get to heaven how many people we'll meet there that we shared the gospel with, that we never knew if they ever trusted Christ as their Savior or not. And um, I, I certainly was encouraged by that yesterday. That was a, a real blessing to me. <coughs> we thank the Lord for it. Um, just by way of uh, prayer request, continue to pray for Miss June. I've not gotten an update from her this week, but I know last week she was not able to do her, um, I think it was, or it might have been two Tuesdays ago, she was not able to do uh, her chemo again because of her blood count being low. Uh, but her cancer marker was drastically down. It was at 2,500, I think, and it was down like 15 or something, wasn't it? Or just how much? It was just very, very, very low. And so that was a tremendous blessing, and we thank the Lord for that. So kind of a, a mixed answer to prayer there, something to certainly pray about for her platelets to get back up. Um, but uh, thankful for the cancer uh, uh, progress, and that's just amazing. So we thank the Lord for that. Um, 
and continue to pray for a family issue that they're dealing with. Um, I know uh, Miss Linda had uh, Bamer had asked for a family issue. Is there any resolution of that yet, or how do we continue? Okay. Okay. So good. Praise the Lord for that. And um, so praise the Lord for that. Uh, Mr. Dean's son-in-law that we prayed for a couple weeks ago. Uh, I met her daughter about a week ago and said we'd been praying for him. And she said he got it all squared away with his job and everything looks good. So that was an answer to prayer. And we thank the Lord for that. I mean, it's just been one thing after another recently that God's done that we just have reason to rejoice. My sister went to the doctor yesterday, and the spot that she had on her liver that they were concerned about is benign. So we thank the Lord for that. Uh, She does have a cyst still that they're going to have to deal with, and uh, she'll be seeing a doctor about that one. But I think that will be a fairly minor, uh, not a a real invasive thing, something that can be taken and dealt with that's causing some of her pain right now. But we thank the Lord for answer to prayer because that could have been so much worse than it was. Um, and just, just a lot of things to be, be thankful for. My brother, I've not mentioned him in prayer because uh, he's not made it as a public prayer request. But my brother has been bivocational for the last few years and serving in his church, uh, doing what he could, but working a full-time job to make ends meet. But he's really had a burden to be back full-time in ministry. And their pastor called him this past week and offered him a full-time position uh, in the ministry, and he is just excited. And as a family, we're excited uh, to see him back in full-time again doing that. And he's always worked hard in the church, even as a bivocational person, but uh, certainly it's a joy to his heart to be able to spend all day. Uh, He's going to be working at a boys' ranch uh, for troubled teens and doing all of their education and schooling for the boys and everything and being an assistant director out there. We thank the Lord for that. So a lot of things to be excited about. Continue to pray for Brother Bob Schwabert. Uh, also pray for Jean Whitener, and I have not heard an update on her in the last week. Has anybody talked to her recently? Oh, okay. Pardon me? Okay. Uh, I think she's back at her, her facility, I, I think, but I'm not positive. I know she was going to have to go in somewhere for some rehab, but I think I thought they were going to, within a week or so, they were going to have her back home, I thought. Uh, I'll, I'll try to find out. Mrs. Uh, Dix will know, I'm sure, so I'll give her a call tomorrow and find out. Or, pardon me? Okay. If you wouldn't mind, and just maybe give me an update or let me know. Or if, she's, if she'll answer her phone, I'll call her. I don't mind. But uh, I have a hard time. It's, it's funny because Miss Jean will call me sometimes at 3 in the morning and not realize she's dialed my number. And I'll hear her moving around on the end of the phone. And then I try to call her for something, and I can't get through to her. She won't answer the phone. So. Yeah, we play phone tag a lot. But anyway, pray for her. She had that hip, uh, partial hip replacement and had broken her, her hip, so pray for that. It's been good to see Miss Laverne here the last few weeks, and so continue to pray for her. They're trying to make some decisions about her lodging and her arrangements there, uh, so continue to pray for her. Um, continue to pray for the Harrises and uh, others that are shut in. Miss Joanne Clark, who uh, is not a shut-in, but she's... About to, about to go stir-crazy, I think, with all this corona. She can't get out of the house much, and uh, she doesn't like to drive a whole lot. So uh, she's just been basically staring at four walls. So pray for her, if you will. All right. Yes, ma'am. Sure, that'd be a tremendous thing. I think her information is back there on the board, I believe. So, 
Right. Yes. <clears throat> right. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> the Uber driver. Okay. Sure. But but uh, probably drawing pretty near to heaven. And uh, she did say that she's saved. She let Miss Kim know that. So we praise the Lord for that. But uh, continue to pray for the family and uh, for comfort there uh, with the Uber driver, uh, Miss Kathy. Also, uh, Miss Linda and Brother Richard's half sister that also has cancer. Uh, continue to pray. Is there any update with her or about the same? Continuing to spread. Okay. All right. So sure. Sure. Okay. All right. So continue to pray for her. The cancer is progressing. Yes. Okay. And his name's Ron. Ron. So Miss Linda's brother, Ron. Anderson. Rod? Ronnie. Okay, Ronnie. Okay, so Ronnie Anderson uh, with congestive heart failure. Pray for Mrs. Pettibone. She uh, took a, uh, had a struggle with the chair and the chair won, it looks like, this week. So pray for that. Uh, pray for Brother Thomas. He's on the road. Pray for Brother Dan. Uh, haven't had a chance to talk to him, but Brother Harold mentioned that his, I guess his knee's been bothering him real bad or hip. His hip, okay. So pray for that. He got his knee fixed, and now the hip's going. So, But I uh, appreciate it. Boy, I, I, my heart hurt for him. I saw the video with him up here with the cane preaching. My heart hurt for him. But uh, Brother Harold said God was gracious when he got up here and uh, gave him some relief, I think, from that uh, for the time that he was up here. It's amazing. My dad used to say the same thing. Uh, he'd get up sick as a dog sometimes to preach. And he said, if I can just get to the pulpit, I'll be fine, you know. <laughs> and um, he was able to preach up until just a, a few weeks before he died. And we had to carry him almost to the pulpit many times with the, the cancer that he had. But he, he never did sit down and preach. He would always hold on to the pulpit. And as long as he could stand there and preach, he was, he was okay. So, uh, but continue to pray for Brother Dan uh, in that aspect as well. All right. Anything else? Yes, ma'am. An unspoken request? Okay, how many other unspoken requests do we have real quick? Just hold your hands up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All right, ten unspoken prayer requests. Okay, anything else? All right, 
Brother Jim Beezer, would you mind leading us in prayer tonight for those uh, requests? Would that be all right? Amen. All right, let's take our Bibles tonight, if you will. <clears throat> and uh, we're, we're going to be uh, in 2 Timothy chapter number 2 in just a few moments. But if you'd like to turn back to Luke chapter 4 for a moment, if you've forgotten where we started last week, I'm going to give you just a real brief update. Or two weeks ago, I'm sorry, I wasn't here last Wednesday. But two uh, Wednesdays ago, we started a series on living our life by Bible principle. Now, I preached this <clears throat> uh, series, this little mini-series, if you will, uh, just shortly after I became pastor here. It's one of those that, as a pastor, I've tried, tried to preach about every other year uh, as we have new people come into the church, and also by way of remembrance. Sometimes uh, we need to be reminded of truths that we already maybe have heard, but we've forgotten or they've kind of been pushed to the back burner. And this is a critical enough uh, topic and, and uh, thing in the Christian life that I think it's something that needs to be brought uh, to the forefront, at least uh, on a semi-regular basis. And so we're trying to, uh, just by way of remembrance, bring some of these things to mind. And for some that have not heard these things, uh, that it will be a help to you. Um, the idea in the day that we live is that uh, we ought to be able to live separated from the world. And that's been a mindset of a lot of people for a long time, is that we uh, not be part of the world, that we love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. But far too often we put our gaze on the world to see that we're separated from them, and that's the furthest we ever go. We just keep looking at how far we are from the world. And the problem with that is the world continues to get worse and worse, and if the world is getting worse and worse, and we're staying the same distance from the world that we always have stayed, then we're also getting worse and worse. So we can't look to the world as our gauge or our measuring stick or our rule of... Um, how we live our morals uh, in our life and how we live uh, our life as far as principles are concerned. In Luke chapter number 4, verses 1 through 4, we find the, uh, the time of the Lord Jesus Christ going off into the wilderness and being tempted of Satan. And uh, three different times Satan tempts him. Three different times uh, the Lord says, It is written, or the third, actually the third time he said, It is said. Uh, he's allowed to do that, by the way, because he is the Word. Amen. So uh, he could say the word, and it was the word. Um, but it's interesting for me that on the third time, if you'll take time to read it there in verses uh, 3 and 4, um, it, it talks about, I think, I'm sorry, verse number is further down than 4. Uh, verse, number, uh, verse number 9, I think it is, and uh, verse number 10. So verse number 10 is where we're at. So... Satan actually uses Scripture, too. On the third time, he, he saw where it was going, that Jesus had used uh, Scripture to answer him and to make the decision for him. And uh, you say, well, that, that was easy for him to do because he was God. And yes, he was, but at this point, he was all flesh and all man, too, and experienced and was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin, the Bible says. And so he's, under, he's undergoing the same uh, feelings of our infirmities, the same temptations, 
the same enticements, the same draws that you and I would feel during temptation. And he answers all of them with Scripture. He's, the decision was already made for him because the Bible had already addressed it or the Scriptures had already addressed the answer. Satan comes out and he says, okay, if that's the way you're going to be and the third thing he tempts the Lord about, even Satan says, as it is written. And so we tried to emphasize two weeks ago that it's not enough for us to just base uh, our principles on Scripture, but we must base our, our principles on rightly divided Scripture. Uh, they, it must be accurate interpretation and translation of Scripture. We went through some things that you can do to help with some of that and uh, in expressing that um, God will never go against His own character or His own nature. And so if, if we find something in Scripture, we believe it to be a principle, and we find somewhere else in Scripture that it contradicts God's character or God's nature, then our interpretation of it is wrong. We are not rightly dividing that. One of the foundational rules of understanding Scripture is uh, that God will not and cannot contradict Himself. And so if there's a seeming contradiction in teaching of Scripture, it's not that our Bible is wrong, it's that our understanding of one or the other is wrong. Uh, and so we must gauge it from that. So uh, again, Jesus used the Scriptures rightly. Satan obviously did not, did he? He was taking it and twisting it and manipulating it and trying to use it for other purposes and for leverage against the Lord. And if we're not careful, I've heard somebody say this before, you can almost take the Bible and make anything seem to be right if you want to or wrong if you take it out of its context. So there's some things to consider uh, in, in coming to Scripture one of the foundational, uh, the first three rules of, of understanding Scripture and interpreting Scripture correctly is rule number one, the context, rule number two, the context, and rule number three, the context. Uh, it, you've got to have the context of the passage, and it is that vitally important. Uh, I've used this before, and I know people have probably heard this one before, but years ago as a kid, I heard a fellow that, uh, and I think it was just a made-up story for for humor perhaps, but I uh, heard of a fellow that had uh, decided he was going to start reading the Bible, but he didn't know where to start, so he thought, well, I'm just going to open the Bible, point to a verse, and I'm going to read that verse, and I want God to just show me from the Word what He wants me to do. And so he opened the Bible, pointed to it, and uh, the verse said, Judas went and hanged himself. You know, so he said, 